Welcome to the Married People Podcast, where we help you make marriage real, fun, and simple. Each week, we have honest conversations about one simple thing that can make your marriage better. Because when your marriage is better, everything's better. I'm CJ, and today I'm joined by our resident newlywed, Afton. Hi. And our 22-year marriage veteran, he's an author, speaker, and the director of MarriedPeople.org, Ted Lowe. Hey, everybody. And I'm joined once again by our very special guest, Sandy Wise. Good morning. So if you missed last week's episode, you really need uh, to pause this one and go back and check out part one, because uh, this is a two-part podcast episode series, if you will, with Sandy, uh, where Sandy is just telling her story, um, and it is, it's amazing. So, but this is a part two, so if you missed part one, you need, to, you need to check that one out first. But today on the Married People podcast, we're going to talk about what it means to live out till death do us part. Now that's a part of the marriage vows that all of us all of us make to our spouse. But Ted, if I'm being honest, death isn't something any of us want to think about. So why is it important though and relevant for us to talk about and, and discuss here today? Well, you know, we talk about on this podcast, we want it to be real fun and simple. Right. So, uh, you know, only because of our special guests that I feel like it would make sense for this podcast for us to talk about till death do us part is our special guest uh, with Sandy because the way that she and Donald uh, did marriage when Donald was here on Earth and even how she's still a great model of marriage now that he has gone to be to heaven it's been so positive yet so completely transparent mm-hmm. I have so loved it and I thought again when we started this podcast we've got to have Sandy on this podcast soon. Um, and oddly enough, I just want to dive in, you know, to Sandy's story. And, you know, this is a, I'm going to go ahead and forewarn you if you're listening, this is going to sound like a really heavy question, but uh, the light, the literal, not light, like not heavy, but the light that Sandy brings to it is just amazing. Now, now, Ted, before you jump in, if, if somebody uh, doesn't remember from part one, I just want to remind people who Sandy is uh, here sitting at our table. So before, you know, with bated breath, hold your question, <laughs> and I'll uh, remind people that Sandy and her husband Donald met in 1974, and they married in 77, uh, and Sandy has been a music teacher, uh, music and theater teacher here in the Atlanta area for 25 or 30 years or so. She actually taught me piano lessons 20 years ago. Which I'm is still amazing. waiting for the pictures that we can put in the show notes of baby CJ. <laughs> and, uh, and together, Sandy and Donald served extensively uh, here in the Atlanta area, specifically at North Point Community Church. And now Donald went to heaven about 23 months ago, but their marriage is still telling a great story. And that's where that's kind of where we pick up today, isn't it, Ted? It is still telling a great story about marriage. That's why I thought this episode actually is going to be a very positive one, a very yeah. relevant one uh, to all of us. I know it's been an inspiring one to me. Uh, Sandy, tell us a little bit about uh, Donald's final week here on earth and what that was like for you guys. You know, Ted, you know, you knew Donald well, so you knew that every other word out of his mouth was something about Jesus. <laughs> so even his last week, um, those last few days um, before he actually went to sleep, um, he just wanted to make sure that our technician knew about Jesus. <laughs> and um, he had shared with her, and she came in the room, and he would look at me and look at her. And I said, you know, Donald just wants to make sure you know. Um, 
we had actually had one of our nurses um, was Jewish, and she came to know Jesus on um, Christmas before Donald went to heaven. Wow. Um, so just he just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that same Jesus that he had served all of his life. So the last week, um, I remember the doctor walking in a few days before Donald went to heaven. And if you'll notice that I have always said before Donald went to heaven, Mm -hmm. because for me, um, Donald said a few months before he went to heaven, he said, you know that cancer is probably going to get me. And I said, I know. He said, well, let's just realize I'm going to be just at a different address for a while. (laughs) I'm going to be in heaven and you're going to be here. So just a different address. So, um, and also when you have grandchildren, it's such a great way to let them know exactly where Paul Paul is. So um, that last week, I remember the doctor coming in on Friday and I was by myself. It was early in the morning and Donald um, had not been awake since Wednesday night. And um, the doctor looked at me and I remember his words very well, like it was yesterday. Um, Are you ready for this? And I said, I'm not ready, but I'm prepared. Wow. And I knew then those were not my words. (laughs) The morning that Donald went to heaven, how appropriate. It was a Sunday morning, of course, because Mm -hmm. Donald's in the ministry, and it was at 1120 (laughs) on Sunday morning. And, of course, all of our children were out serving at their churches, except my one daughter said, no, Mom, i got to be there with you. We had watched service, just, you know, he had not been awake, but we had watched the service and um, listened to worship music, which we had going all the time. Um, it was amazing because the nurses would walk in and they'd say, there's such a peace in this room. Mm. And you and I both know it's that peace that passes all understanding. And um, so at 1120, um, I had gone to the foot of Donald's bed and I can remember looking at it and I said it kind of loud. I said, wow, Donald, God is saying, well done. Well done, Donald Wise. And I went over and sat down. And Rachel turned and looked, and she said, Mom, Dad's not breathing. And we went over there, and at that moment, 40 years went by so fast. Mm. But she said, Mom, do you remember the first words out of your mouth? And I didn't. She said, You said, oh, man, I wish I could see what you're seeing right now. I wish I could see what you're seeing right now. Mm. Because he was in the presence of Almighty God. Someone he had served so well all of his life, and he was able to see what it was all about. You know, the crazy thing about it is that Donald always would come back from these conferences. Of course, you were at the same conference, you know, whether didn't matter what it was. He'd come back, he'd go, oh, man, you need to go next time. You need to go next time. And I thought, he always beat me going to all these conferences and hearing all this great, rich stuff. And there he was one more time. Up there going, man, you need, to, you need to come back. You need to see this stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, Sandy, the way you've lived out in sickness and health, and uh, you and Donald both was a 
so beautiful. But uh, the way you've lived out till death do part has been nothing short of uh, inspiring. You've been so vulnerable and so real. Uh, you talk about the tough parts, but you have this absolute trust in God. You actually remind me a lot of uh, David in Psalms. He was so transparent. You know, it would be things like, God, where are you? Why have you abandoned me? Not that you said those things, but it, you've been real about the pain. And then he would come back around, but I trust you. Um, and so that's what I've really appreciated. It's such a balanced thing in what you've modeled, uh, not only personally, but even publicly through Facebook. Um, and just about the days you have, there was a recent post that I think is a perfect illustration of that. And if you don't mind, I'd love for you to read that uh, for our listeners. Um, two years ago, notice the Georgia blanket, and the picture is actually our hands. We're holding hands. Mm-hmm. Here it is Sunday morning again. They've come really fast these days. 99 weeks, 23 months. Talking to another widow last night about when do you move on? Well, you don't. Mm. The loss is more than you can fathom. The void is not fillable, and the loneliness is unexplainable. But what do I do with all of this is a choice. I choose to lean into my Heavenly Father in the loss, the void, and the loneliness, and I choose to have His joy in His peace. I choose to walk in victory and not defeat because my God has promised He will never leave me nor forsake me. And my friend, he has proven that 99 weeks, 23 months later on this Sunday morning in January 2018. Choose you this day who you'll serve. But for me, Sandy Wise, I choose to serve the Lord. And that, as, as we've seen you walk through this, that seems that is your your daily choice. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, Sandy, that's, yeah, like Ted said, you, you model that till death do us part, that phrase, this, uh, what we're talking about today, you, you model this so well. And I think one of the best examples of that uh, was Donald's memorial service as well. Um, and I was part of that service. There were, I mean, how many people? I don't know. They told me that there were probably over 1,100 people and at his service. It was just, it was one of the, still to this day, um, was one of the most powerful services I'd ever been to. And I mean, I can, I remember the emotions of it, the celebration of it. Um, but just from your perspective, tell us, tell us about that day. You know, it's crazy. All of my kids are at my house, and there's always tons of people at my house. It's just always been that way. And, you know, we, all the girls in there getting ready together, almost like, you know, something crazy, somebody's wedding or a prom or whatever. And we were all in there getting ready. And my, I can remember one of my girls looking at me and saying, Mom, this is weird, isn't it? We're, we're going to Dad's celebration. This is weird that we're, and I said, Yeah. I said, but wouldn't he be pleased that we were all in here doing this? He'd be saying, oh, yeah, you girls, y'all go have a good time. You know, that, that, that was just fun. Um, I can remember us walking in to the auditorium, and the song playing was one of Donald's very, very favorite. It was Stephen Curtis Chapman, No Better Place on Earth Than the Road That Leads to Heaven. And... Um, I could see him up there going, that's right, baby. It sure was. Um, I was overwhelmed 
with the number of people there. I don't know if you remember, CJ, but in the, when we had um, the most... Um, uh, let me go back, because what I want to tell you is yeah. what I told my grandkids. They were We were in the family room, and they said, now, Granny, tell me, you know, I was trying to explain to them. I said, okay, we called that Paul Paul's party, mm-hmm. um, as what we called that. And they said, now, what are we going to do? And I said, well, we're going to sit there, and they're going to talk about Paul Paul, and we're going to sing worship music. And they knew the songs, you know, that yeah. we were singing, and... Um, I said, you're going to see lots of pictures, and it's okay if you laugh at the pictures because there's going to be some <laughs> funny pictures of you and funny pictures of Paul Paul and everything. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I wanted them to know because Donald's voice had gotten very weak the last, you know, six months that they were actually going to play the ice bucket challenge that Donald had done, and he'd actually challenged some of the grandkids and his kids. And uh-huh. um, so I knew they were going to hear his voice, and I thought that they might, you know, and I said, and you'll hear Paul Paul's voice up on the screen. And one of my grandsons looked at me and he said, from heaven? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, I wish our technology was that good. That'd be really good. I'd really like that part. <laughs> so for us, we just wanted to honor him because he had led us well. He had led us so well. And so um, in the reception area, and they just did an incredible job, the care ministry, um, in just meeting, you know, just here, give this to us, and we just do it for you. We walked in there, and of course, Donald's favorite thing was cheesecake. Anybody that had ever gone out to eat with him knew he loved cheesecake, so they had coffee and cheesecake, <laughs> and um, then some fantastic cookies that a guy on his team, Ryan Van Sickle, makes the most incredible sugar cookies. And he made sugar cookies for that whole thing. And he told mm-hmm. me later, I cried through all of the sugar cookies. Mm-hmm. But um, And if you'll remember, there was a wall in there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, CJ, that I felt the need to do this. But for four years, I had kept all of those cards and all of those drawings from little children um, at North Point and, and schools and, and just cards, everything that everybody had sent us, I had kept it. And believe me, I don't do things like that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I had this big box. And every once in a while, I would get them and I'd bring them out and I'd show, look at this, look at all of this. And so I gave that, I said, I don't even know what that looks like, but here, this is what. Yeah, I, You know, this is what people have blessed us with. And I will tell you on this side of it, that is one of my New Year's resolutions is to make sure that I send lots of notes. Mm-hmm. You know, texts are good, yeah. but man, there's something about getting something. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I walked in and right in the middle of that huge display with all of those cards and all of those little children's drawings was the big phrase, God's got this. Yeah, that's good. That's powerful. That's amazing. And um, you mentioned this in uh, last week's episode, but the reason that that God's got this phrase is so powerful um, is because that's been your motto or your your the the phrase that has um, just kind of been the banner over this entire story, you know, and uh, all on social media, the hashtag God's got this just, I mean, it's just, it sticks with you. And And you know what, CJ, Mm -hmm. it's not God's just got cancer. 
It's that God's got this, whatever it is. And you know what? If God doesn't have this, we're all in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. Um, Well, I've only been married for two years now, but I feel like I've already grown accustomed to what it's like to have someone else in my house and, you know, the things that you just get used to from from being married in it for 40 years. I mean, what was it like in the the months kind of following um, him changing his address to heaven and you keeping your address here? (laughs) What was that like in your house and how did you just kind of cope with with those recent months right after that. I will tell you, if there's anything that you could say, I don't want to say blessing, but there's anything you could say about cancer, it's that you have all of this time to to say everything that you want to say. Mm -hmm. And I can remember Donald sitting there in his chair, and I'd walk through with the laundry, and I'd say, I love you, babe. He'd say, I love you, too. (laughs) And then I'd go put the laundry out, and I'd come walking back again, and he'd be watching something on TV, and I'd say, I love you, babe. He'd say, (laughs) I love you too, Sandy Wise, and say, I love you, Don Wise. And I said, honey, someday I won't be able to say that. Mm. Someday I won't. So we talked very openly about what it was going to look like on this side. And if I had one thing to say is that this journey, Donald always, we were very intentional in what our boundaries were and our uh, guardrails and how we were going to do this and what we did. So on this side of it, it made it so much easier in walking those months. Um, I will tell you this. Personally, I don't care for the word grief. Mm. I think about that verse in 1 Thessalonians 4.13 that says, grieving as those that have no hope. Yeah. And for me to grieve, it says I have no hope. Mm -hmm. Do I hurt? Oh, yeah, the loss is unbelievable. Mm Mm-hmm. But the word grief, I'll tell you what I said. It, it's like, it's such a strong word. It literally, grief is like sucking the blood out mm. of my heart yeah. to say that word. Yeah. So um, those first few months, I was surrounded by a lot of people. My kids wanted to make sure that I wasn't alone. (laughs) My sister-in-law, Donald's sister, spent lots of time with me, and she made me do normal, Mm -hmm. and that was good. I needed to do normal. Mm -hmm. But I didn't cling to the word grief. I said, God, this is my journey, and this is the journey you've chosen for me. Donald honored you so well on the other side of it. I want to honor him and glorify you on this side of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. So powerful. Sandy, I've not thought about that. As someone who's experienced grief, I, that's a profound uh, thought for you to say, I want to see this with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, how is this journey, um, you know, how's the journey after uh, Donald uh, went to heaven? How has it surprised you in some good ways? You know, um, actually about a week after Donald had gone to heaven, I was um, was standing there in the bathroom and I just remembered, it was just like, I can hear him say, babe, you can do this. 
come on, babe, you can do this. You can do this. And I'll tell you what, Ted, every time something kind of, it's like, okay, can yeah, he's up there going, go, babe, go, go, babe, you can do this. So because we talked about what it was going to look like on this side, I'm sure to a lot of people that I looked like I did some really, really crazy things. Of course, you can't see this, but I actually got my first tattoo. Love it. <laughs> yes. Love it. Yes, I did. And your nice. first one, so there's going to be more. Well, there might be, but it's, it's it actually... It's on your ring finger. It's actually on my ring finger. It's Donald's handwriting. Uh, and he never signed my cards, Donald. He always signed it, Illy, I-L-Y, I love you. So um, I got a tattoo for weeks on our anniversary. It was like, oh, my goodness, our anniversary's coming up. It's and, 39 years. Wow. And my kids said, Mom, you never let us get a tattoo. You're right. You know, new day, new, new life, new tattoo. And then I thought, what is normal? What, it, what would Donald and I be doing right now? So I did, some, I'm sure I did some crazy things. I'm sure people were like, but you know what? Four weeks after Donald went to heaven, it was our anniversary. What did we always do? We always went to the Brave Spring training camp. So what did I do? <laughs> I faced my fears and I went to the Brave Spring training camp. My sister-in-law and I went down there. She was the closest thing I had to Donald that could, you know, travel with me still. And um, so anyway, um, she and I went down there, went to the Brave Spring training camp, went to Disney, yes, four weeks after that. <laughs> and then a few weeks after that, I put my house up for sale that we had lived in for 20 years. And Donald and I had driven around a lot of time um, in his little car. And we looked at an area that where there were some townhomes. And he'd say, this would be a good place for us someday. This would be a good place. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, I drove through there. And I thought, this would be a good place for me. And I put my house up for sale. God gave me a precious family that literally found my home on Zillow, zoomed in on it, and she said, that's the wisest house. <laughs> and they bought it. And we always, I know if you followed me, I've, we've always put, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And she sent me a picture after they bought it. And guess what they put up on their front door? As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Wow. So I knew that on the outside, it may have looked a little crazy, some of the things. But when you talk about it with your spouse, on this side of it, it was the normal thing for mm -hmm. me to do. Wow. Mm -hmm. You have told uh, a couple of stories of Donald still surprising you uh, with, with some things. Oh, Share a couple of those stories. Sweetness, such sweetness. You're exactly mm -hmm. right. Um, one night, I was actually riding around in his car, and it was just such a sweet, sweet time. Just, you know, it's just kind of cozy in there, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I opened up the little tray, and there was some money in there. And I took the money out and I held it in my hand and I thought, well, to begin with, he's the last person that's held that money. Mm -hmm. But not only that, one of our dates, we would go and we'd just go get a cup of coffee and we'd go driving around. Just drive, mm -hmm. drive, drive. You, you know, you're not distracted in the car. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no TV, there's no, and we would just turn our phones off and we would drive all over the place and we would set goals and we would talk, you know, just uninterrupted time. Um, wow. And I, I took that money and I thought, he's going to buy me a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and that was such sweetness. It was such sweetness. It was like, one more time. 
you know. Um, I have a lot. I actually have journaled this whole journey. I journaled for four years. And on this side, I started a new journal of God as my husband and his and the way that he has met needs in so many ways. And you know, one of the beautiful things um, is that Donald was such a relational person. Everybody that knew him, uh, like I told you, he should have run for office and been, (laughs) you know, um, in government because he just, he was so relational. But because of those relationships that we developed for all of those years on this side of it, God has used so many people to meet needs in my life that I didn't even know I had. You know, I'll have a text here, hey, you moved into a new place, I bet you need your curtains hung. Oh, that's right, I'm going to need curtains hung. Mm -hmm. I don't do things like that. So, Well, that's actually a question I had because I feel like, you know, you, we all know people that have gone through a journey where we felt like we wanted to reach out to them and help them. And it's so hard to know. I mean, for me, I always feel like, well, what's the line? Am I, am I texting too much? I haven't talked to them in three years. Is it okay if I even reach out? Are they, they going to think that's weird? Or mm-hmm. what? how have people helped you or just jumped in and, and friends and family and just kind of um, been there for you in the months after? And what kind of like what advice would you give people that want to love on somebody that's gone through a journey like this? You know, to begin with, I think, give them the freedom to talk and feel like you can talk about them too. There is nothing greater than for somebody. um, I volunteer a lot at at North Point and for one of those young guys or girls to walk up and tell me a Donald story. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. um, I was actually there a few months ago and there was a guy there was actually helping with something. He goes, um... I said, hi, I'm Sandy Wise. And he told me his name, and he said, Wise. Donald Wise? And I said, yeah, that was my husband. Um, And he was with a guy next to him, and uh, he said, yeah, Donald Wise, and kind of told a little bit of the story. And I said, so tell me something about Donald Wise. And he said, you know, if I could say one thing about Donald Wise, when you met him, you knew he gave a crap. <laughs> I love that. I love it. That is fantastic. So I would say, mm-hmm. tell, tell me a story. Tell me something. You know, it's rich for me to sit here with Ted and him tell me a story. Mm-hmm. It, it's so neat because he knew him. Um, make me do normal. Make me go do the normal things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um one of the most blessed things that I've had is my precious couple friends. They've invited me still out for dinner. And it's so sweet because we sit there and we say, let's just pretend Donald's right here, you know. <laughs> and um, that's been sweet. And, you know, for me, I guess I've learned I was a little selfish at first because it was like, you know, I'm the first Sandy Wise that's lost a Donald Wise. There's been other people that have lost their spouses, but I'm the first Sandy Wise that's lost Donald Wise. But I also had to realize there were a lot of people out there that lost a good friend. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I was out to dinner with a young with a couple of friends of ours, and they said, we just love to go out to dinner with you because it makes us feel closer to Donald, too. Mm. So I would say still invite them out. Mm. 
Um, probably one of the hardest things for me to do in those first few months is I had so much paperwork to fill out. They never tell you that side <laughs> of it. And I would go and I'd get to the part about married, single, you know, it's like, oh. So I decided, mm, I'm married. <laughs> He's just at a different location. I don't know if I'll get in trouble for lying, but <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I'm married. Did it. people kind of like show up for you in just random ways and like the months after, like just show up and you really oh, craziness. It. Oh, craziness, craziness. Now, I will tell you the one thing that I said in tears, they wanted to start a meal train for me. And I'm like, I can think nothing sadder than me sitting and eating casseroles by myself. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Don't help, help me in other ways. Casseroles, yeah. no casseroles by myself. Please. Take me out to eat. Mm -hmm. Take me to a movie. Mm -hmm. um, one of the most precious things is I was sitting there. I looked out in the front yard, and I'm like, okay, there's a lady out there. And I came out, and I said, um, hi, um, Sandy Wise. She goes, oh, I know who you are. I said, uh, she said, your friend Pam told me what you've been going through, and I just thought you needed some flowers. That's my love language. <laughs> Oh. Just sweetness. And then right before Donald went to heaven, one of the most precious things is we drove home from the hospital one day. We rounded our corner, and it was like, you know, right before Christmas, and we rounded our corner. Our house looked like Lanier Islands. They had covered it in lights. It was the most beautiful thing. So, yeah, Aww. people just keep blessing. I love that because it's, like, um, it's like more creative ways to reach out to somebody than mm. just... I mean, just sending a text or whatever. It's like, and and people want to. They want to do something tangible that will make you feel good and just get you know make you smile. And I like putting Christmas lights on your house is like just the best thing I've ever heard yes. of. I yes. love that. Well, and I asked you earlier, Sandy, before we started recording, I said, you know, I think you said someone had called and said, hey, it's it's right after Christmas. Do you need tree help getting your tree down? Mm -hmm. And I said, did you let them? You're like, of course. But I think a lot of times when people are, were hurting, someone reaches out and they really do want to help. It, it, it actually helps their heart yeah. to help your heart. Mm -hmm. But I think for whatever reason, we tell people no, and we're robbing them of a blessing is the only way I can think to say it. I will tell you the hardest thing is when somebody would say, hey, call me if you need me. Mm. Yeah. Because it's like, I can't even remember that I saw you today. <laughs> right. Yeah. I uh, One time in the hospital, um, I remember as we're sitting here, you know, I, things keep rolling in my head. Mm. What I remember, what yeah. I remember, this lady walked in, uh, Pam, and she said, I was actually going through Nordstrom's and God told me to buy you a sweater and bring it here. Mm. <laughs> It was a cold day in the hospital. Mm. You know, so if God prompts you to meet a need, meet a need. Mm. So would that be in the categories of, you know, because with grief, people, sometimes they mean so well, but they don't do it well. And they, uh, what are some things that you would say uh, to people they want to help someone that's grieving. What are some of the not tos? Like, call me if you need me. That's probably a really good one. Call me if you need me. No yeah. one's calling you if you. We don't, that doesn't work. It's it's kind, and I know with the the sentiment there. What's some other things? Um, books were not good for me, mm -hmm. and I know that people had really really great intention. I actually received a book in the mail called um, Devotions for Widows. Oh. Oh, I, mm. Ted, I didn't even want to say that word mm. for the first eight True. months. Mm. I, that word would not come out of my mouth. 
And so it literally went from Amazon straight to the trash can. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Right. Come, don't say that you know how I feel. Yeah. Because unless you lost Donald Wise and you were in love with him for 40 years and you, yeah, you know, don't, don't say that. Mm. Um, maybe I should have phrased that a different way. No, I think, no, no I think real. It's, it's real and it's perfect. Don't say, I know how you feel. So what do you say? I know when we were going through a lot of grief, when someone would say, I'm just so sorry and I'm praying for you. Like that would always sit well with me. Like the, I'm, I'm right. sorry, like I'm not fixing it. They don't think, well, they're in a better place. You know, that always drove oh, me a little bit yes. nuts. Yes, yes. Um, I know how you feel. Please don't say I know. Please, please invite me. Mm. Even if I say no 10 times, mm. keep inviting me. Mm. Mm. And that speaks to the long-termness of, of this. Because a lot of us will come flying in this first couple of weeks. I remember going through grief and someone, uh, it was a couple of months in and and my buddy said, uh, "What's going on?" I said, "I'm not, I'm not having a, <clears throat> I'm not having a good day at all." And he goes, "What's wrong?" And my <laughs> grief was so real and raw to me, but for him, it had been long gone because it was two months. Right. Um, and I just thought, "Wow, you haven't been through this because you, know, if you've been through that, you know it lasts way longer than way two longer. weeks. Way it lasts for it lasts for a really, really long time." So. You know, Ted, the way that I um, have looked right now as my at my walk, I've, I've kind of related it to a small child. You know, you have a newborn, and that newborn, you know, just kind of this first few months, they just kind of, they're in a daze. <laughs> you know, and as time goes on, you, you learn to walk. You may not say the right thing. You may fall, and you get back up, and you know, your parents help you back up, and I've really looked at my walk in that, in that this is so new, and I'm such a baby at it, and I'm going to say the wrong things, and I'm going to fall, but I'm going to get back up, and I need people to help me do that. Mm. So speaking of that, Sandy, you know, kind of what those first few weeks, few months versus, you know, where, where you are today, how has living on this side of heaven uh, without Donald, you know, and you mentioned the void and the loss when you read your Facebook post, how has the void and that loss uh, and the journey changed and evolved uh, over time? You know, how has it changed from, you know, 23 months ago to today? You know, CJ, I actually heard a sermon talking about your platform And to realize, like I said, you know, God gave me this journey. So first few months, it was like, oh, I didn't want to say widow. And then now, you know what? That is my, that's my journey. That is my season of life. So therefore, I am embracing it. I am a widow. When Donald left this earth on February the 14th, God came down and filled that void. There are so many um, people that have the void, a void in their life, and they need it filled. And so my season is widowhood. And the next thing is, what do I want to do? I want to finish it well. Mm-hmm. And so I started writing down what disciplines in my life I need to do to finish widowhood well. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. Um, what would you say to someone that 
or what advice would you give to someone that kind of had a similar journey to yours and that they, they might've lost their spouse or, um, do you have any advice that you would give to someone that's kind of on a similar journey? That's really, I actually have a good friend that actually her husband went to heaven, um, about 12 weeks ago and he actually had battled cancer for six years. So, um, she's about a little less than two years behind me. Hmm. And, um, she said something to me. She said, I find peace in talking to you. Hmm. And I said, well, what have I said? And she said, you know, the one thing that you've said is you've let me talk and you've talked as well. And I know that I'm not crazy in the things that I'm thinking mm-hmm. and, you know, that there's somebody out there that that is walking it. Um, thank you for not saying that he died. I have new language to use. Um, plants die. <laughs> People, believers don't die. I told my children, one of my grandchildren said, Granny, I'm afraid to die. And I said, oh, buddy, don't you know as a Christian, you don't die. You just go from one place to the other. Mm-hmm. You just go to heaven. And Paul Paul's up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we call it a celebration of life instead of a funeral. Mm-hmm. We call it change of location. He's in heaven. Just things like that, just saying, mm-hmm. as a believer, it's totally different, the journey. Mm-hmm. And to know that God chose this journey for you. He knew before he put you together with your husband that you were going to walk it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sandy, thank you so much for being with us. I just so much richness, and not just you know till death do us part. This is just speaking so much um, to so many things. The reason I wanted um, you to be here, one of the reasons is you bring to the table a remarkable gift of perspective. Losing someone you love helps you to know really quickly like what matters and what doesn't. Do you have any final thoughts on how we can keep perspective in our marriage of what matters and what doesn't? You know, Donald and I had our girls make a list. And actually, I made the same list when I was in college. They made theirs even before they started dating. But a list of the attributes that you wanted in the man that you were going to spend the rest of your life with. Well, after you get married, it's really good to continue that list and start writing all of those things that you see in that spouse um, in the journey that you're going, how they lead well, um, what they bring to the table in your marriage. And... um, Focus. Focus mm. on what really matters. Mm. The small stuff be the small stuff, right? Right. Mm. You know, this whole conversation, I just want to you know, end our time with this, is um, I know Donald Weiss right now is going, Sandy, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. You have handled uh, 
yourself and your family and you've championed, you've made God look so good. You've made marriage look so good. And so um, it's somebody on the outside looking in. I want to say thank you. And I know he's so proud of you. I'd love to give a Bible verse that I actually just had made, and it's hanging in my bedroom. It's Daniel 3.18. And if not, he is still good. Mm. Wow. Thank you, Sandy. Yeah, thank you, Sandy. What, like you said it a minute ago, Ted, but what perspective? And I think just resting in Sandy's story and just embracing the perspective she has, that is, it's amazing. I mean, I wouldn't have ever, it's been so amazing because knowing the topic of today's podcast, I would never have thought I would have walked away from this with so much, feeling so much hope, you know? And I think that's what's been such an incredible thing is just to listen to you talk about your story and it's not one of this, this pit of grief. It's, it's so much more amazing than that. And I, I am so grateful that we got to have this conversation. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Married People Podcast. Uh, If you found today's episode helpful uh, and encouraging, we would love for you uh, to subscribe to the podcast through your Apple Podcasts app. And while you're there, we would love for you uh, to leave us a review because that will help us get this this podcast episode in front of more couples uh, who need to hear it, who need this perspective. And finally, if another married couple came to mind uh, as you heard Sandy share her story, consider sharing this episode with them. Uh, And the easiest way to do that is to send them to our website, marriedpeople.org. That's also where you can find links to uh, the book that Sandy referenced earlier in the episode, uh, Don't Waste Your Cancer, and uh, a link to Sandy's Facebook page where you can continue to follow her and her marriage story and even scroll back and and see uh, how she has used uh, her marriage with Donald. Um, you know, that's the amazing part about Facebook is you can scroll back and you can, this story lives and it continues to live. Um, and I know that uh, Terry and I, my wife and I have, have done that and followed back then and continue to follow. Um, so thank you for sharing your story, Sandy. And then finally, join us for next week's episode. Until then, I'm CJ. I'm Afton. I'm Ted. I'm Sandy. And thank you for listening.